0: Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, rash opinion, and loads of snark.
1: Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Oh, yeah. What's up, everybody? It's your favorite boys in the Matrix. The Chad and Cheese Podcast coming at you. I'm your co-host, Joel Cheeseman, joined as always, the Batman to my Robin, Robin (laughs) to my Batman, uh, Chad Sowash, and today we are just giddy to welcome Ryan Steelberg. I don't think that's his acting name. Uh, Ryan is president and founder of Veritone. If you don't know Veritone, keep listening. We'll get to why you do. Ryan, welcome to the show from beautiful, lovely Southern California.
2: Joel, Chad, thank you guys for having me. It's a pleasure.
1: Should we tell the audience where Ryan is is in right now, where he is right now? And of
0: course, we're going to tell the audience. Okay, uh- so no, he's not broadcasting from a Tesla. <laughs> he's broad- broadcasting from a Tesla killer, a Lucid. They've put out, I think, less than a thousand
1: cars at this point. <laughs> He's got number sixty nine, I think. He's and got number forty three. Forty three. He's, he's
0: better than sixty nine, yes. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, Ryan, man, yeah, we're frothing out the mouth over here, man. You're in California, got the great weather, and you're sitting in a lucid. Yeah, thanks, thanks for that.
2: Uh, life is good. I'm 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 very thankful,
1: very blessed. Is Ryan Steelberg your stage name? Be honest.
2: <laughs> it's real, you know. If you search for Steelberg, usually pick up Chad, my brother, and I. But my, my, you know, the, the name kind of sounds like Spielberg and I kind of slurred at times when I'm trying to get reservations at places, <laughs> but my, my cousin, Eric is a pretty prominent cinema photographer. So uh-huh. you know it's we're in Southern California, kind of sounds like Spielberg. We're close to Hollywood, so I play it up all the time.
1: We got to find a good reason to get Chad Spielberg on the Chad Cheese <laughs> podcast,
2: right? And get really confusing. I love it.
0: Yeah, we don't need any more Chads on this. God, it feels like Florida in, in the yeah. Bush administration. Anyway, uh, so so be- before we get into the, into the into the hairy details around uh, how you actually busted into the HR industry, let's talk about the Veritone. What is Veritone? Tone. I see this uh, AI operating system. You guys are touting. I have no clue what that even means. This shit is
1: the Matrix. Yeah, basically. yeah I know. Right. This yeah. is this
0: is freaking crazy. So we, straight from the mountain, man. Bring it sure. down on those stone
1: tablets for us. Dumb it down for us, Ryan.
2: <laughs> Dumb it down. So you know the you know I've, I've been a tech entrepreneur for you know over twenty years now, and and you know we started kind of our, our, our first push into the internet digital space, you know, right out of school, you know, back in the mid nineties. And mm-hmm. it was all about advertising tech and MarTech. You know, we were some of the first, you know, individuals to to build, you know, large scale ad management systems, you know, working and we kind of powered all the advertising delivery and reporting and everything for a lot of old cool names, Yahoo, Lycos, GeoCities, you know, the I'll call web Web 1.0. Dude, GeoCities.
1: Overture stuff? Were you early?
2: God, uh, we were the actual. What's interesting in Overture, which you know, what I think the precursor was GoTo, right? GoTo.com. Yeah. Uh-huh, we yeah. were we were actually the ad tech engine behind GoTo, um, which became Overture. <laughs> so I'd like to say is, the stupid search ads. We were there first, you know, in display ads.
1: Oh, I miss I miss Overture.
2: It's your fault, is what you're saying, and it's all it's all our fault. Yeah. But, but, you know, that's been, so we've done several businesses, you know, really all focused on ad tech and, and just the the quick fact, you know, main version is just think of everything we've built is if there's lots of data that needs to be ingested and analyzed incredibly quickly, you know, we kind of all in the ad tech space, you know, got PhDs in it, right? I have to choose what ad to serve to the right individual at the right time. And I have to do it in, you know, 10 milliseconds. So yeah. It was a great we were, you know, we were early playing around with I'll call it version one oh of neural networks and trying to get better, you know, speed and optimization. So, you know, that kind of set laid the groundwork for us kind of expanding into the you know, the the cognitive AI space, you know, which really what Veritone is focusing on today.
0: Do you watch Silicon Valley in startup and startup and some of those older, you know, like they, they try to do the throwback stuff and go, Yeah, that that was me.
2: It's it's cringy, you know, and and, <laughs> you know, the, the fact that I'm old enough now that, you know, I'm, I'm, I haven't been the, the youngest person in the room in so long. And so it's yeah. it's an interesting. I don't feel that old, but man, it's a it's a big transition. I know how you feel. I know how you feel.
1: <laughs> so when did Veritone start? Like what, uh, yep. what's the timeline from, I guess, we had overture when they sold to Yahoo. Did you work for Yahoo yep. for a while and then go over to Veritone? Like what's the timeline on it?
2: Well, on a couple of businesses actually the, 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 you know, where the idea of Veritone came is actually when we were working at Google, we, we sold um, our previous business to Google in, in 06. And, and I headed up a lot, all their offline ad efforts uh, for a few years and Again, the 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 impetus for Veritone started started really focused on media and entertainment and advertising. And what you know, as I stated earlier, you know we we've been pivotal players in in the ad tech space primarily around I'll call display based ads and search ads. And you know, as mobile exploded, um, you know ad blockers came into play. it, It was harder to to connect with an audience through just I'll call, you know, interruptive based commercials. And so we started really looking at native based ads. So ads that are kind of embedded with and into the programming, right? Such as a sponsor of of this podcast or, you know, a, a logo or car in a movie. And so we started to work on software that it was just simply not practical to have humans try to analyze all the content. So what if we could build tech at scale that could, analyze all this audio and video, you know, at at huge volumes and be able to very quickly in near real time, identify all of those product placements, those integrations, those unstructured data um, elements. And and that's what we did. I mean, so we, you know, version 1.0 of Veritone in 2014 was simply trying to identify right in near real time when certain organic ad mentions were happening, you know, on broadcast radio um, and streaming audio.
0: Did you break that down into uh, transcriptions? And then exactly. Okay. So, we, okay. yeah, okay.
2: So, the, so it was it was NLP, you know, natural language processing, speech to text at scale. Gotcha. And, and then we had to be able to say, OK, great. But what if I want to do this with 5000 streams at the same time? Right. Nah. So it was a scale function and, and really a precision and accuracy function on the NLP that obviously, you know, had to get good enough so we can turn it into a product. So that, I mean, that was it. It was version 1.0. And then it just span, expanded, you know, significantly from there into, you know, other forms of, of cognition, like you know, object detection.
1: Big agencies and big companies would hire you to to make sure, tell them how many times their brand would come up in you got it. radio shows, televisions. Yep. okay. Oh, very yeah. cool.
2: And very we cool. own, in, in a division of Veritone, we actually own our own media agency as well. A lot of people don't know that. But Veritone One, again, which is a wholly owned sub- subsidiary, Veritone, you know, we're one of the largest audio agencies. And we're actually the largest podcasting media agency. Mm-hmm. So we like to say our tech that we built, we like to eat our own dog food, right? We're one of the larger clients of our own tech. So, yes, we do license it to third-party companies and brands. But we also use the same technology to improve our own agency.
0: Yeah, we actually talked to the team uh, about this podcast. Not to mention, we represent a, a much larger group of HR talent acquisition podcasts. Huge, and yeah, huge. So, <laughs> Ver- Veritone Ver- Veritone's had their eyes on the Chad and Cheese. Uh, so, so, so that being said, again, let's dig into the AI operating system that you guys are talking about, right? So what does that actually mean? Because as we start to see, I think AI turn into like cloud computing where cloud computing once was a thing, but it's not anymore because it's embedded in everything we do. Do you see that happening with AI? Is that why we need an operating system? Very similar.
2: And and if you make the parallel to, I'll call it traditional legacy operating system like Windows, Mm We we saw early that there are so many AI models out there, right? So I mean, y- you and I could literally in five minutes search and find hundreds of text to speech and NLP actual models, algorithms, right, that are prepared to take different training data to again try to execute an AI function. And and we saw so we saw an explosion of models, a and then b. Then we saw people who are trying to build applications that would then use that model. So for example, our application that we first built right trying to find an ad mention it didn't seem practical that you would have to have like a hard-coded end-to-end process right I have to pick one mm. model build mm. an application etc and so we said well, okay if there's going to be an exponential growth in the models and there's going to be e- exponential growth to your point be- primarily because of the benefit of cloud scale that th- it, what was really missing was an operating system a, a, and uh, so a piece of software a software layer, that would allow you to manage one to n number of different ai models um in different categories so from you know machine vision to obviously um a, a voice and audio and nlp and then still be able to bifurcate that from the application layer so it, again if you and i are working on you know a speaker separation application um yeah. for for this podcast uh-huh. and, and do, we, don't, we don't want to have to rewrite the application if we we find a killer new ai model Right That comes on the market that's a you know game changer in terms of accuracy and speed gotcha. so 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 that's what we went so we and and it, it turned out to be a, a very sound and, and strategic decision that that allows us now to really support uh, you know numerous different use cases um, on really any cloud, whether it's you know Google or Azure, but also on-prem. We do a lot of work with you know the federal government, the Department of Justice, so the operating system. It does not have to just run in a large public cloud, again, like an Azure or AWS, but we can also deploy the whole stack, um, even in a network isolated environment, you know, behind a firewall. That's great for wiretaps
0: right there. I didn't know if you know that or
2: not.
1: Easy now. <laughs> yeah, no comment there. No comment there. <laughs> Easy. So fast forward 2014 to now, you guys are a a cornucopia of products and services. Like, is there a way for you to funnel that down? And I guess, how did that eventually lead to getting into the employment space.
2: When we first launched the operating system, we couldn't find anybody to buy it. They're like, what the hell is an, an operating system for AI? I barely even understand how to deploy AI in my, in my company. <laughs> and you're trying to sell me the platform, right? Yeah. Yeah. So so as, as almost a necessity and in, 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 in initially focused just in meeting entertainment, we kind of took our own subject matter expertise. So we built a, a host of different specific applications built on AIware, our tech stack. So, and, and, though, and, and in effect, it, it, it was something tangible that ESPN and Disney and, and um, you know, iHeartMedia, it could buy, right? They weren't buying the AI core platform. They were buying the application we built on AIware to do, let's say, real-time ad attribution. So the app, So thankfully, our decision to focus or have the ability to sell apps really kick-started the business in terms of you know, revenues um, and allowing us to scale. And now if you fast forward a little bit, now the problems, you know, groups know us, they've invested more in AI, they have some analysts and data scientists on staff. And so now they're ready, and they have been for a few companies for years now, is taking it to the next level, right? Okay, it's that's, that's great, Veritone, we've been licensing this one application but now we're ready to invest directly into the AIware platform because we want to build our own custom solutions, right? Um, or necessarily, we don't want to tell you all of our problems, right? right. We, want right. The, we, want the, we want the workbench because we have internal things that we want to go solve, and, we wanna, and, we, and they want to keep the proprietary nature of the application. So it really went from we built the, we built the platform candidly first, right, AIware, couldn't sell it for a couple of years until we built a host of different applications, I'll call the Microsoft Word, right? The, the Microsoft Excel. Yeah. And then ironically, it's it, the, the, the majority of the growth, which is afford us now to go in all these different verticals um, is really more of a focus on the platform itself as compared to the applications.
0: So do they have access to your sandbox and then they can just build on top of, you know, what, what you've already, what you already have there. And, and is that provided like through APIs? I mean, how, how's that operating system actually provided?
2: Yeah, you're pretty technical and you're spot on. That's exactly right. So there there is a development framework, Uh right? And depending on the applications, a full SDK. So you can actually build and deploy new models, AI models. um, And and it's a full framework where you can actually build using a um, low-code, low-code, no-code workflow platform, which we call Automate Studio. So you can start to build the the, data ETLs and the data pipelines through a low-code application layer. And then ultimately, if you so choose to, you can actually on the AIware platform, which the which we call AIware.js, is where you can actually build an hardened UI, a user interface that can be a mobile app or a web-based property. So you're right, it's full it's full stack and it can it's available either through our development framework or, or via API.
0: Pretty damn awesome. So let let, let me ask you real quick. I, I actually heard you speaking Spanish fluently on a podcast. Can you speak fluent Spanish? I cannot speak Spanish. I, you know, I I was a pretty good student. I think yeah. I took Spanish for seven
2: years. I don't think I ever got <laughs> anything less than, frankly, like a 95. And I can't speak a word. And I live in Southern California. So there, there's the educational system right
1: there for no you. No bueno, Ryan. No, no, no bueno. bueno.
0: Okay. So no, I
2: do not speak Spanish.
0: This obviously propels us into the next question. What the hell is, is the difference between a deep fake and a clone voice?
1: Or witchcraft. Yep, you
0: got it. So,
2: so again, in, in primarily with working with our media entertainment customers, we kind of saw this whole metaverse kind of opportunity emerging. And so Ooh, there it is. There it is. We So we started to see, okay, what's our entry point?
1: Did, did he say metaverse, Chad? He said metaverse. Oh yeah. That's what I like. It's,
2: it's boom, boom. I get, you know, I had to, you know, I had to drop it just with a buzzword. I'm now including some search index. Um, so so, so voice, you know, voice was the obvious one. We thought the lowest hanging fruit where, you know, we had, we were ingesting and analyzing so much content that, um, and, and hence this conversation right here is, you know, it was pretty easy for us to isolate the voices and, and, and start looking at that as training data. So synthetic, synthetic voices, deep fakes, cloning. I'm going to give you an analogy, um, since you, you guys appreciate some of the mid nineties web references, you'll appreciate this one. Can't wait. I, the, the parallel is Napster to iTunes. So uh, for us in the music space when the when the CDs the demise of the CDs was destroyed and the whole yes. world went song specific what what emerged first was the the deep fake of music right which was this the Napster ecosystem people were ripping music right from CDs and they were posting them on different servers around the world and Sean Fanning and and, and and a company called Napster built kind of an index that, that allowed me to you know to 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 index the the songs that I ripped off and frankly stole on my computer and everybody else and so that's yeah. how it started and we all did it. it it went from basically zero to a million fast and it, it was ripped off iTunes in your crazy iTunes brilliant Apple obviously being facetious is they yeah. said you know what I I believe that if I create a quality of service in a service layer. And I have a large enough catalog. Not only do I believe that we can create a commercially viable music distribution system, but I bet we can start making real money. And over a course of, you know, frankly, a decade, we could try to get the recorded music industry back to. And everybody's like, there's no way it's free. Well, obviously, it wasn't just the lawsuits from everybody trying to shut down Napster.
1: Not just Metallica.
2: It was lightning in a bottle with the iPod, the, the catalog, and it was cheap. You could buy wow, I could buy one song for only a buck, right? Killed it, killed it, and obviously, boom, the the you know the the digital streaming ecosystem and the song obviously more song centric universe is now here. So I use that parallel because that's how I look at kind of the the deep fake versus I'll call legitimate voice synthesis or voice cloning is it's an interesting parallel yeah like Napster the first thing that we've all been exposed to are the deep fakes right so we've seen the fake Tom Cruise you know avatars you know and, and people speaking we've heard the spoofs of all, of, of so many countless people um, where it's not their real voice but it sounds just like their real voice and to be clear those are those are misappropriations of people's rights you know le- legal case law and IP protection is going through let's just say a crazy time. Because of the sophistication of AI and the synthetic content creation, the fact is you and I, we maintain the copyright, right, if you will, of my voice. It's all relative to an argument, right? I mean, if you ask a thousand people, right, did somebody rip off Tom Cruise's voice, right? Anybody who watches that video, 99.9% of them saying uh, that person is trying to emulate Tom Cruise's look at la- name, and, uh, look, name and likeness, and they're trying to emulate their voice. So that is a misappropriation of ip rights, and so th- the deep fakes that exploded or in my mind were like all forms of of new innovation is it was a vacuum it was a novelty people were interested in it, and if somebody wasn't if, it, if there wasn 't going to be a legitimate platform to do it, people are going to create quote deep fakes so i think we 're i think so now we 're i 'd say entering the commercial phase where now working with the IP owners so these are the individuals direct, right? The influencers, you guys, right? Prominent, you know, um, you know, people both alive and who have or have passed away—the Walter Cronkites of the world. You're you're now seeing legitimate opt-in, or I'll say, w- you know, with consents to build official clones, right? So we'll call these the official, not the deep fakes, but it's it's this, frankly, a lot of the same technology. But it's the approved aspect with rights and protections around the use of these synthetic voices and content that you're now seeing today. And that's obviously an area that we're, we're building a business around.
3: Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. Gotcha. Okay. So back to you speaking Spanish, but not
0: speaking Spanish, that was actually a cloned voice that I heard on a podcast, right? C- correct. So we, okay. yeah, so we
2: took, yes, yeah, so we took training data okay. uh-huh. and
0: once we built, you
2: know, the, my, my synthetic voice, we then could feed it transcripts in Spanish and then the output obviously came out in Spanish. Yeah. Um, and so we look at that as just, you know, really exciting for kind of next generation amplification of
0: localization and and foreign language distribution. That's where it hits podcasting. Okay. Because Joel and I, Joel barely speaks English. Okay. So (laughs) (laughs) can, can you imagine, can you imagine the Chad and cheese podcast in Spanish, Joel, but we wouldn't have to learn Spanish. We would have a synthesized clone voice that would duplicate, and we could actually have local distribution into Spanish-speaking countries.
1: But does Harry Balls translate into every language the same yes, as it does in of English? Course it I does. guess the question. Yes. Okay, Ryan, let me put my pick my brain off off the floor real quick. So, when you did your voice in Spanish, did you say a certain number of words or syllables in Spanish, and then it was your voice?
2: No, that see, it, and that's what's incredible. I mean, I created the synthetic model just from me speaking in English. Wow, and then and, and and then obviously as a company we do both you know text translation at Veritone as well yeah. as the voice synthesis so we were able to do everything, but no that's the beauty is you know with about ten hours of training data, um, and, and, and to, to get a really good quality voice I mean you need you need you know I'd say good quality audio as training data. Right. But again, we've gotten good enough that I can repurpose, particularly I mean, if you're a professional speaker, podcasters, you know, we're sitting on lots of training data. Oh yeah. But 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 again, once I have that base model voice, I can do it. And vice versa, if I have a voice that's initially in Spanish, right, I can convert that into an English voice.
1: And do all the nuances of your voice come over in that? Like the tone. Exactly. So, And and you
2: can continue. Don't think of it as a binary one and done creation of a model. You can continue to iterate it. So let's say I start with that 10 hours of training data. Even with the sophistication of the text editor, I just can't get my Spanish voice to say, you know, I can't even think of a funny word right now. But just something. Uh, a, 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 <laughs> a, a, a a novel, yeah, uh, yeah. Gru- Grupo Televisa. Okay, there you go. Uh, and I, no matter what, I keep trying to say that it's not coming out right. right. You, you can you can you can add then dictionary, so I can I can improve the model subtly for proper nouns and phrases to continue to improve it. But in terms of tone and inflection, you know, it, it, it's pretty amazing um, what you can do with, with text to speech now. But Just one comment, though, and I'm going to throw a little monkey wrench in here, Uh is we also support the modality of speech-to-speech, which is really cool. Wow. Explain that. With the same training data, once Ryan's voice is created, I can actually use another voice actor to drive my voice. So I could have Chad, right, from this podcast, Uh drive Ryan Steelberg, me, drive my voice. So you're speaking in your Mm -hmm. own voice, and what's coming out, is my perfect sound of voice
0: now that's scary shit dude
3: doesn't anyone notice this i feel like i'm taking crazy
0: pills yeah so so overall i mean seriously the text to speech thing is amazing we have transcriptions all that other fun stuff but i mean this is where you get into again people step back it's not just that it's crazy but there's a lot of evil out there and I know, you know, that the the difference, obviously, between you know being able to legally use my voice and not, but there are a lot of people out there who I'm sure would yield this power for for evil. How do you stop something like that?
2: You know, we do some interesting things when a voice is created with our tech. We're able to embed, um, let's just say, inaudible tones, and and I'll say what we call them little little, little Easter eggs. That that we can quickly scour distribution and verify. Not only is that you know, did is that a legitimate voice that that Veritone Marvel created, but did it actually come from the original training data? So I can actually map back, mm-hmm. right, the output of a voice all the way back to the original training data. So very quickly we can we can scour. And some groups, um, obviously, with like YouTube, for example, that we can we can pre-index um, our our content. And and to make, and so we don't, it's not like we just have to search every single YouTube video out there um, and to to help create kind of that index. Um, Mobile phones is a lot easier, you know, where they're embedding, you know, via SDKs in the application. So if if a misappropriated voice is is on a mobile phone against traditional players, it'll identify it. So I think ultimately is, you know, we're going to be able to police. It's going to start like everything, you know, bad apples are still and bad characters are still going to do bad things. But but I think we're now producing tools fast enough that we'll be able to sniff those out and make it clear. And, and that you know, kind of like a verified Twitter account, if you will, we're, we're going to be able to get to that level of 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 integrity here soon.
0: And for all those kids listening real quick, an SDK is a standard dev kit. OK, so go ahead, Joel. Sorry.
1: So when Putin comes on TV and says we're at war with America, you guys can be like, eh, that's not him. That's a fake voice, et cetera just making sure that that's the case. Yeah. Well, most of our listeners will know you uh, from your recent acquisition of Pando Logic, uh, who also owns uh, Wade and Wendy's. Crashing down the door, man. You know why <laughs> that acquisition? Yep. What's the vision? Uh, help help us out here.
2: So we, we have built a, a really good position and in, in market presence in meeting entertainment, as we've talked a lot about Today um, and also government legal and compliance, um, you know, licensing and, and helping again our state and local law enforcement agencies, you know, our, our military, our Department of Justice, and, and and but we we were missing a lot of categories. You know, we don't have a very robust fintech or insurance business. Um, the the Pando opportunity was very intriguing to us because of frankly the ubiquitous nature of hiring. Right. I mean, and and obviously we're dealing in a very acute issue with labor issues today, labor shortages, right? The great resignation. Um, It's almost ubiquitous. I don't know a single company that is not in some form or fashion struggling to identify source and land, right? Candidates and quality employees we looked at this as a, 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 a vertical expansion opportunity for Veritone number one, number two, the way they built their business was extremely similar to how we look at problems um, starts with data ingest and integration working with the partners like Amazon and others um, and then and the output of their specific hr platform there 's you know many different areas of the HR equation um, and, and, and the stack as you guys know and talk about all the time. But Pando Logic was really focusing on I'll call automated and programmatic um, recruitment advertising. So the ads that you see a- a- all over the web and, and other bulletin boards and Indeed and and other destination sites. So if you kind of look at the the combination of what they were using AI to automate a lot of that process, you know the data ingest side, and it happens to be at least today their primary application is. Really, an ad network right for recruiting steelbergs know that pretty well, right so that 's an area that we felt <laughs> not, not not only confident on the AI back end side but the output the front end of their application, which is i 'll call a a, a, a specific um, ad network, was something that we were very comfortable in and understand well so it, it, it was a, it was a right time. We, we negotiated a, a great deal from a financial and business perspective uh, and we, and we, and we brought it on board and, 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 it, and we did know what we were building with the synthetic voice, you know, that we, we were aware of what they were looking at with Wade and Wendy. So, you know, our, our big thing is, you know, we, we continue to want to prove, right. The, the performance of their primary model, but we obviously are very excited about, um, you know, I'd say improving the experience of recruiting from just I'll call legacy-based text Chatbots um, and things to frankly building more organic, lifelike voices to have. You know, if you're trying to onboard 100,000 new employees in, in frankly a month, like Amazon, you, you, you're not going to have a thousand recruiters on the phone. But can we bring a more lifelike human experience of talking to Ryan Steelberg and not just going through an automated chatbot? And, and that's obviously another area of excitement where we think we can bring a lot of, of innovation to. PandaLogic and, and frankly, Wade and Wendy.
0: Wow. So all the, I mean, all the data that PandaLogic has, not to mention Wade and Wendy, you are looking at more of an experience that is human, but not so human because it's cloned, uh, being able to prospectively drive the CEO's uh, voice in, in, in a way through marketing messaging or a hiring manager or anybody actually in the hiring chain to be able to provide a much more human-esque experience is that what i'm hearing a bit, you're, you're, you almost got it spot on there's been a
2: delineation between i'll call corporate marketing budgets uh-huh. right um and hr recruiting budgets and even though the output the form is a form of advertising you're now seeing companies really bringing together right the, the chief marketing officer and the head of recruiting in hr because again to your point if i'm trying to attract people to my company it's, it's it's not just what the listing looks like on Monster Indeed. It's the commercials that I'm doing, right? Talking about all the great things we're doing at Veritone, right? And so you're now seeing more coordination, more coordination in the marketing message, um, the, the brand a- attributes between traditional marketing and advertising and HR recruiting. And obviously Veritone, you know, we've been pretty successful at both. We're bringing those Closely together, if companies want continuity, which you're touching about, they want that same voice, the same person who maybe is even doing the commercials, mm-hmm. right? And they want continuity all the way to the onboarding HR process. We now can do that um, if companies think that that's the right decision. If they want really to consolidate um, and perfect that continuity.
1: All right, so let me let me get this straight, Ryan. Wow, a company could hire Christopher Walken, yes. to do their ads. Do a licensing deal with Christopher. To do the interviewing questions so people could have an interview situation where they're interviewing with Christopher Walken, at least his voice. Spot on. Wow.
2: Now, whether that's a good (laughs) decision... Tell me, one of you guys can do a Christopher Walken impression right now, because that would just close the loop. All
1: right, one of our outros is a Walken impersonator. So, good God, I mean that's right.
2: What such an iconic right voice, but but spot on, right? If they if that's their desire and they feel that that continuity is is what they're trying to achieve, one hundred percent, that's exactly what you could do.
1: And that's video as well, or is it just voice at this point?
2: People demand a more consistent voice, ironically, than the the then the i will say the visual avatar side and we that's a whole nother conversation we go down but the the, the, you know some people are not comfortable interacting with a hyper photorealistic avatar they like the the pixelated one it's much more (laughs) arbitrary but but voiced they don't want it sounding like a robot They want
1: natural sounding voice. So it it can look like a crypto punk, but it has to sound like a human being. Yeah. Basically. The
2: the Dapper Labs rabbit, right? It could be interviewing you.
1: (laughs) Bored Ape is interviewing you with Christopher Walken's voice. Got it. Exactly. Uh,
0: So so this is amazing from a voice actor standpoint, because you could actually obviously trademark have the, the real, quote unquote, real synthesized voice of, you know, Walken or Samuel L. Jackson or something like that. But you can scale- much faster because you don't have to actually do all of the reads
2: yeah the the production savings the production savings alone is astronomical we 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 strongly believe that every writer that a voice actor or an actor ever does when they're on when they're signing up to a production there will be negotiation of of the use of the synthetic just for post-production efficiency right um there's so many different areas you can go though one, one little Interesting tidbit about that is um, in the in the dubbing voiceover world there there's a gentleman I forgot his last name but in Germany his name is Tiberius and Tiberius is the voiceover actor for all Brad Pitt movies in Germany. Oh, damn. So he's become he's become famous for being the voiceover actor of Brad Pitt and, that, and, and obviously you know we, we no longer believe that makes a lot of sense, right Brad Pitt and others have built a br- good brand equity in their own name and likeness. And so now when you start to see those movies um, internationally dubbed, into a different language, it actually will be Brad Pitt's native voice.
0: You put Tiberius out of work. You put Tiberius out of work. <laughs> I, I, I love you, Tiberius,
2: but you've been, you know, you've been, you've been preying on Leo and and, and, and the other superstars and
1: too long oh, he's enough. Been, he's been skating long enough. Long <laughs> I
2: enough. mean, he's a national treasure, but he's going to have to get in front of the camera and not just be the voice
1: of Hasselhoff, oh, Tiberius. Will this work <laughs> for people who are no longer with us? For example, could people working at Ford uh, get a voice message from Henry Ford in his actual voice? That's custom to that, or do you have to be alive uh, and go through the process?
2: You do not. Um, it's there's a lot of in you know, it. We put those in the we'll call the legacy category. There's a lot of really interesting legacy projects that you know. Again, we try to st- be very impartial here. Right, we're a tech enabler. This is iconic voices of the past. Um, there's also a, a lot of effort where. Um, you have, I, um, I believe, USC Film School is is helping and involved in the the Holocaust uh, Museum. Uh, they're trying to create um, amazing avatars and synthetic voices of some of the, the few remaining, um, you know, survivors from Auschwitz, for example. Wow. Right. Stuff like and, that. Um, and, 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 and recreate the voices, these iconic voices of the past celebrities. So we're, you know, I can't really go into detail. You're going to hear some stuff that we're going to be able to to release and talk about. But big, iconic names,
1: people's famous people's estates that are have been dead can now Correct. make new mounds of money right so like yes the john the john lennon nike ad is something that we Correct. may have to look forward to
2: that specifically has been deemed now via case law that the estate whoever is controlling the estate of uh-huh. the deceased mm-hmm. has the authority to then to initiate the, the voice creation wow damn <laughs> i'm equal parts
1: creeped out and totally fascinated <laughs> I need a drink.
2: That that one's interesting, right? There's a lot a lot of ways you can think about that. I can give you a million, like, oh, well, yes, of course. And the other one's like, oh man, that's gonna creep me out.
0: I gotta say, I, I know you're busy. You gotta jump out in the, the Lucid and you know go drive on the on the coast there in uh, California. But we gotta have you back because we want to hear more about this, especially. How you execute in this space in the hiring space? I know, I know it's it's part and parcel to what you guys are doing uh, in, in other areas as well. But we definitely want to hear how all of this connects around Wade and Wendy and Panda Logic. But
1: again, I, I really appreciate you taking the time. If- and as as soon as we can, a face to face with Terry Baker and Ryan over drinks on Newport Beach would be fine with me as well. That'd, yeah,
0: that'd be good. Yes, no, I I would I would enjoy that. <laughs> Maybe cigars too. That sounds Ooh. good.
1: Oh, now you're pushing.
2: Have you guys
0: met Terry in person yet? Yes. Of course. Yes.
2: Okay. I mean, it's really funny. I mean, because when you were when born in like the Zoom world with a lot of these new people that you meet, you're right. You yeah. don't really know how, how big people are or small, <laughs> right? Or, and I remember he's meeting Terry game. for the first time and I'm like, good Lord, you're like my my offensive left tackle here. I mean, he's like, he's, a, he's huge, like yeah. six, five. I mean,
1: love Terry. Love he's Terry. a big boy. Yeah, he's
0: he's a, he's a big teddy bear that Terry. Big teddy bear. Uh, again, true. Ryan, thanks for coming on the show. If, if somebody wants to learn more about baritone, where should they go?
2: Go to yeah, veritone.com. We got it's a it's an easy to navigate site. We got, you know, help desks and a knowledge center. So anything you want to learn about from HR to you know crazy synthetic voices, you can find almost everything you want at Marvel. I mean, I'm sorry, at uh veritone.com.
0: That's excellent, man. Thanks so much, man. Thanks, Ryan.
3: so weird we out
1: welcome change agents to your go-to place for stories that ignite your spirit fuel your purpose and connect us all we believe in the incredible power of the human spirit its boundless resilience and the inspiration it brings to our lives on the driving change podcast we'll journey together through the extraordinary yet very relatable experiences of some of the most amazing people on earth our mission that through these stories, we might just spark change within you and awaken a newfound motivation to harness your unique gifts to make a real difference in the world. So get ready to be inspired and join us on this incredible adventure. You can find the Driving Change Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever
3: you love listening to your favorite podcasts.